0: Washington Commanders have officially completed their second week of training camp, and here on the Next Gen Fan Podcast, I will be breaking down what I've seen so far from training camp, as well as looking at the linebacker that the Commanders did sign. All of that and more coming up next on the Next Gen Fan Podcast. This is the Next Gen Fan Podcast. Thank you for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and follow. So, the Washington Commanders, they are just beginning their third week of training camp, and with their first preseason game officially beginning in about five days we are going to be looking at some of the keys that i've seen from training camp so far um, as well as uh, things that need to be improved going into the first preseason game so first thing first is that I, i touched on this on my last episode uh carson wentz uh struggling a little bit with the accuracy issues and that's still continued uh he there was one th- one throw in particular where he was throwing to Jahan Dotson and that ball went sailed right in between Jahan Dotson's feet. I mean it was it was really short the accuracy really big issue there. Uh, so something for us commit for something for you guys to keep an eye on going into the preseason just that once the accuracy is it, is an issue. Uh, it's it's not not perfect and. The arm strength that he does bring to the table, however, I think that does kind of balance it out a little bit. Um, especially that and the fact that they have receivers like a Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, Cam Sims, uh, guys that can go up and get the football. Uh, so it doesn't necessarily need to be uh, spot on. But something to keep your eye on uh, is that the accuracy with Carson Wentz may be, may, may be a bigger issue than we think. Uh, so that's something you guys should watch for. Uh, Curtis Samuel I don't know whether we're going to see Curtis Samuel in this game. I would hope so. He has still been practicing on and off, which is real frustrating to hear because, like I said, five days away from our first preseason game, this should not even be an issue. We shouldn't be talking about this, but we are. Curtis Samuel somehow is still not consistently practicing. I I don't know what the issue is, but whatever it is, they need to put a lot of resources into figuring this out because this is a guy who's going to... well, was predicted to be very helpful for this offense. He, he's had multiple setbacks, and it's it's really kind of messed up this the outlook on this offense because, I mean, we went into 2021 thinking, okay, well, we've got McLaurin, we got Samuel, we drafted De'Ami Brown, got, still got Cam Sams, Logan Thomas. I mean, we've got some fairly good receivers. Um, not only did injury set in, but Samuel, I mean, was a non-factor, didn't play at all. That is something to keep an eye out. If they do play Curtis Samuel, uh, I what I am looking for is that he is not going to do something like they did with Atlanta, where he had, like, he could only play 10 snaps. Like, you have to, this guy's got to be able to play consistently, and if he can't do that, then uh, I, I definitely don't, he's definitely not going to be around, be on this team next year. And then, uh, during training camp, Antonio Gibson, he fumbled twice. Uh, we had these issues, he had six fumbles last year. Uh, some really key ones, and if this is still an issue, I mean, they did draft Brian Robinson for a reason, uh, so there is going to be some competition at that running back position, but if Gibson continues to fumble, don't be surprised to see Brian Robinson really emerge as that first-string running back, because as good as Jay McKissick is, I don't believe he is a true number one. He is a good runner, an excellent pass catcher, but I don't, I think that he's he's better utilized as a third down back, as a pass catcher, instead of a uh, a regular three down back. So I think that Brian Robinson's really going to emerge in that role. We see Gibson continue to have issues holding onto the football. And then looking at also Chris Paul. So their seventh round, sele- one of their seventh round selections, Chris Paul, uh, a guard out of Tulsa. He has been, looked very well. Uh, one specific play, he was blocking Casey Tuhill and... Uh, pushed him all the way onto his back so the strength is there I don't Paul I I don't think he has a shot at the starting job but he's definitely going to make this roster and he looks like he could be a solid option um, as a backup no doubt there there have been some injuries at the tight end position so Washington along with signing a linebacker signed a tight end and a safety the linebacker they signed was Nathan Gary uh, you may remember him. He, if, he played with the Eagles for four years. He was a fifth-round selection back in 2017. After his four years in Philly, he spent a year on the practice squad with San Fran before he got cut in November. In 46 games, he's had 22 starts, 163 tackles, 10 passes defended, and two interceptions, one of which he returned for a touchdown. This is not the name of... I was predicting. Uh, you know, last week we saw that Anthony Barr was picked up by Dallas, and I know Washington was also interested in Barr. Gary was definitely not the name that I had on my my list of players, or linebackers, I expected them to sign. Um, I know you guys know I've been tr- I've been trying to I- I've been wanting them to get Joe Showbert. Uh, unfortunately, that did not happen. So Gary, look. This, assigning a veteran this late, I I think that this this kind of shows that maybe there isn't, some of the guys they signed, uh, some of those rookie linebackers or the first or the sophomore linebackers, some of those guys aren't performing the the way they thought they were. Uh, Maybe Jamin Davis isn't coming along as well as they need need him to come along. So this could be a guy who's going to start uh, along with Cole Holcomb that that that's kind of what that means for me because at this point you're i mean again preseason games in five days why are we signing a linebacker now unless something is going really wrong all right that that's kind of what i'm getting at is i think that if there's no point for ron rivera and this front office to try and sign a linebacker at this point because it's like i said it's it's august all right there's free agency opened in the few like many months ago there's no point in signing a linebacker now unless you really desperately need some help at that position, which they do. Um, So either they're just admitting it super late or something's going wrong. Uh, They also signed Steven Parker a safety. He was a UDFA. Uh, He spent time with Miami, Dallas, and the Giants. 31 games. He started four of them. He's had 34 tackles, two picks, and five passes defended. Uh, They have a fairly crowded safety room. Uh, you know they've got Bobby McCain, Cam Curl, they've got Derek Forrest, Oh, uh, they've got Percy Butler. The re- um, and then they also have this guy, Stephen Parker. So uh, Parker could be a guy who maybe makes it the practice squad. I-, I don't believe that he has a real chance at making the team. I think that this is just going to be kind of he's just kind of a body in training camp. Uh, same thing with the next guy, Eli Wolf. He's a tight end. Um, I. He he's played four years at college, not very successful. I think he got only like 200 yards, about 22 catches. Uh, Eli Wolf, he's not going to make the roster. This is a guy who's just going to be used as a body because there are injuries at the tight end position. Uh, like I said, so he's not making the roster. Just with uh, John Bates getting a little banged up, uh, Cole Turner, even with Logan Thomas still out, um, obviously because of the ACL. Uh, Eli Wolf's just coming in there to, just for for a he's just coming in there so the coaches can run their schemes, and run the plays they need to. That that's all this guy is here for. He is not uh, someone who is going to make this team. In signing those three players, Washington released Cole Kelly, a uh, quarterback; Bryce Notre, a linebacker, and then Tyrese Robinson, a guard. They also waived Jaquez Ezor, a wide receiver, uh, with an injury designation. And uh, before I move on to a different topic, Washington on Saturday, they practiced under the lights of FedEx Field. Uh, this is a fan event, for free, and they were wearing their white jerseys with the burgundy. And I know during February, when these jerseys came out with the name reveal and all that, there was a lot of um, kickback that the red did not look like a burgundy. Uh, I, can, I will say, I can confirm that the red is in fact a burgundy, uh, the jerseys look good, and... You can find pictures of them obviously on the commander's website and it is in fact a burgundy and not a red so whether it was a red to begin with and they fixed it whatever it is the jerseys i think they look good uh so the hall of fame game was on saturday and it was raiders and the jags and i i know i've heard that some people who have been saying that oh you know this this jaguars team is looking really rough uh because they i mean obviously they, they didn't perform well uh there was a lot of jared stidham he is a guy who played in new england he's been a backup there for a little bit yeah so he was uh jared stidham was brought to uh the raiders by josh mcdaniels who played up in new england uh, who coached up in new england excuse me so uh there's a lot of jared stidham and overall though I, I think people are making this out to be a little too big this is the first preseason game, all right. We've seen teams do very well in the preseason and then fall apart in the regular season, so let us not let's not go, go saying that Doug Peterson and the Jags are, are doing are, aren't doing very well, okay? They're look. It doesn't help for some some fans and teams to perform well in the preseason. Yeah, that's what you want. But at the end of the day, this is the reason we're playing the preseason is because we're trying to get the kinks out, all right. It's not a big issue whether one team did terrible or not. Overall, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter as long as you you don't have players getting injured, you're fine. So I think that that's kind of ridiculous that people are making a big deal out of that game. It's the first preseason game of the year. That, that's my take on that. I just I think that's ridiculous that people are trying to make a big deal out of something that is not a big deal. But looking more in depth at that game, uh, first off, the number one overall pick Trayvon Walker, he did have a sack. And overall, though, when I, when I was watching his pass rush, it reminded me a lot of Chase Young, it, just in the way that, in in the way that he used a lot of a kind of a power, a bull rush, and then try to get around the edge using his speed, uh, and as we saw in Chase Young's sophomore year. Walker, overall, I mean, it was not not exactly what you'd want to see from the number one overall pick, uh, but you know, you got to start somewhere. And then, also for the Raiders, uh, they start. They started Josh Jacobs, and I, they did not pick up his fifth year option. This is his his last year. I, I think that 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 really shows because he did start in the preseason. Um, this shows showing that Josh McDaniels uh, doesn't. He, he needs to see Josh Jacobs prove uh, prove himself and be productive. Because at the end of the day, I mean, why are you going, especially at the running back position? We've seen guys. I mean, running backs get picked up all the time, and they really don't see too many uh, middle of the pack running backs getting these bigger deals, uh, be, just because there are so many running backs that are always available during free agency. Uh, so there, there's that, and overall, I, I think that the the Jarrett Stidham, you know, he, he played fairly decent, uh, and you know has definitely has a good. He's not going to start obviously because of Derek Carr, but. Uh, he, I think he's definitely got a good chance at that backup role, especially with his connections with Josh McDaniels and that system. Uh, so good stuff there from Jarrett Stidham. All right, so we're going to end the podcast like we always do, going over some of the top headlines in the NFL. And the first one I've got is that DJ Humphries, a left tackle for the Cardinals, signed a three-year $66.8 million extension. Uh Humphreys has been a fairly decent tackle, and I know for a lot of these teams, if you have a middle-of-pack tackle, uh, left tackle, uh, most teams are going to lock that up, just because it's it, it's a lot worse when you're when you're when you don't have a good left tackle. It's a smart move by the Cardinals. And then uh, speaking of other contracts, Debo Samuel with the Niners, he signed a three-year, seventy-three and a half million dollar extension. Uh, that guy has deserved, he's earned it, he deserves it. He's, he's been very productive, not only as a receiver, but also out of the backfield. So, uh, good for the Niners for locking him up. If you're trying to get Trey Lance to be your guy, you you got to keep your, your best receiver around uh, to help him out. Because not only, he, he doesn't have a lot of experience, and you want to really make the, the receiving, you, you want to give him some good op- pass-catching options. Uh, Tim Patrick a wide receiver for the Broncos. Uh, he tours ACL is out for the year. Uh, if you don't know who Tim Patrick is, he is a very good slot receiver for the, the Broncos. And in his four years with the team, he has 143 receptions for 2009 yards and 12 touchdowns. And in 2021 alone, he had 53 receptions for 734 yards and five touchdowns. So Patrick, is a productive slot guy, and that's definitely going to hurt that receiving room, Uh, especially, you know, they obviously want to surround Russell Wilson with as many weapons as possible to help that Broncos team succeed. Uh, They got rid of Fant in that trade, and now losing Tim Patrick, uh, you're definitely going to see probably a bigger role in a guy like a KJ Hamler. Uh, So, And obviously, guys like a Jerry Judy and a Cortland Sutton definitely need to step up and perform with the loss of Patrick The Giants also lost a rookie uh, fifth-round guard that they selected. He also is out with an ACL injury. And uh, that's definitely a killer for that Giants O-line because they've struggled for what seems like forever now, uh, trying to rebuild this O-line and losing that piece. That guy probably actually could have started just because they have so little depth at that position. So a, a big loss for them there. Now, there was a story that came out a few days ago, about a Patriots player, a former Patriots player, who rear-ended someone. This player, he woke up late. He, his phone, had, he said his phone had died during the night, so he woke, ended up waking up late, and he realized that he, if he, he, probably, he thought that if because he, he was late to the meeting, he probably could have get, gotten cut the next day. So he, I mean, he's racing down. He gets in his car and he's driving. He you realize he's gonna be about 10 minutes late to the meeting so about 10 minutes late 5 to 10 minutes late to meeting alright that's really not that bad okay at the end of the day I I, so before I continue there's two things I gotta say is one if I'm a coach yes my guys you better be at the meeting on time alright there's no reason you should be late at the other on the other hand look if you're if you're late like if you slept in like this guy did, I mean, look. If your phone died, okay, sure. You know what? May I'll let it slide maybe once or twice. But if it if this becomes a habit, then obviously, yeah, you're you're. I'm, I'm cutting you probably, especially because this guy uh, wasn't a star and no one who, uh no, no one like a Tom Brady, a Julian Edelman or something like that. Uh, so back in the story. This guy is on the road, and in front of him is this really banged up old church van, and he's. I know in the, po- on the po- he was interviewed on a podcast and he is saying that it had black smoke coming out. It was all banged up, and so he ends up rear-ending the van. And this, he said, there's this elderly man who came out and was actually really nice and was actually apologizing to him. And he was like, "Oh no, no." He was like, "I'm sorry. It's actually my fault." And he was like, "I slept in and I'm trying to get to work. I'm a little late." Um. So he, in his mind, he said it'd probably be better for him to pay a few hundred bucks. Uh, to this guy, or to whoever was driving the van, instead of being cut from the Patriots. Uh, At the end, he ends up, he goes to the Patriots facility, and he, he told him, he's like, yeah, I got in a car accident, and not, so there actually was evidence that he did get in a car accident, because he, his car was banged up in the bumper, but, the Patriots were like, "No, this this doesn't work here. That may have flown in college, but it doesn't fly here. You're gonna be on time to meetings. Like, it, it doesn't work here. What, what kind of person? Obviously, you're late to work, but you don't need to ruin someone else's day by getting in a car, purposely getting in a car accident, just so you can say that you got a car accident and that's your excuse for being late because you slept in. Uh, that's that's the thing I'm getting at." Like, why would you do this? What what type of person... First of all, wh- why would you want this player on your team? Second of all, wh- Like, you're going to be 10 minutes late, max, alright? 10 minutes, is it really that big of an issue? 10 minutes late, I understand Coach Belichick wants you to be there on time, but that's the consequences of you sleeping in. Don't go ruin someone else's day... By get crashing into their car purposely just because you can't manage your time well and wake up on time, uh, I I find that absurd and I I think that's that's really terrible that a a guy like that purposely went and got in a car accident just so he could say to Coach Belichick, oh Coach, I got in a car accident and that's why I was late, and it didn't it didn't even work out like it it was totally a a waste of not only his time but I mean you ruin someone else's day. His excuse didn't even work. Uh, I, I just find that appalling. Once again, guys, please remember to rate, review, and follow this podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, I really appreciate it if you guys would do that. Just help this podcast grow. It only takes a few seconds, so please, again, just remember to rate, review, and follow this podcast. Thank you. I salute our armed forces, firefighters, police officers, and emergency personnel. Once again, guys, thank you for listening and making this podcast a part of your day. God bless you, and God bless America.